the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Word of God makes dead things alive. Revival comes from preaching the Word of God. That is the thing that God uses. He uses the preaching of the Word to revive. Whether that's an individual, whether that's in a church or in a community or in a nation, we've been praying for the revival in our nation. Revival will come through the preaching of the Word. We're living in a time where God is fulfilling prophecies found in the Scripture. It's a privilege to be living in these days and to be a part of what God is doing. Pastor Dan will remind you today that you can find the truth within the Word of God. He'll challenge you to be watchful and ready for the Lord's return. As you're looking more toward God and less toward the world, you'll find yourself living with a sense of expectancy. There's so much to be looking forward to as followers of Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. of Israel. Israel was dead as a nation for a very long time, and the people of Israel were disgraced as a people for a very long time, almost 2,000 years that they were dead as a nation until 1948. It seemed impossible that the nation of Israel would ever exist again, just as it would seem impossible to us from a human point of view that a valley of dry, bleached bones would ever come back to life again. But with God, all things are possible. God can resurrect the dead. He resurrects individuals. He will resurrect us one day. And he can resurrect the nation of Israel, which he did. And he said to me, verse 3, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O God, you know, you know, Ezekiel at this point, like, I'm not, you know, God's asking me questions. I'm not even going to try to answer it anymore. Just God, I know you're up to something. Just tell me what you're going to do. I'm not even going to try to answer. You, you know, just go ahead. Tell me what you're going to do. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I love verse 4. Ezekiel is to preach the word of the Lord to these bones. And the word of the Lord will make these dead things alive. And that's what the word of God does. The word of God makes dead things alive. 
Revival comes from preaching the word of God. That is the thing that God uses. He uses the preaching of the word to revive. Whether that's an individual, whether that's in a church or in a community or in a nation, we've been praying for the revival in our nation. Revival will come through the preaching of the word. Things that are spiritually dead are made alive by hearing the word of God and not by anything else. And I would say any you know, churches that are, are moving away from the word of God, especially right now, it's not going to bring revival. It's not going to bring transformation. Whatever they're moving towards and whatever they're engaging in, it is not going to bring transformation in that church or in our community or in our nation. That comes through the word of God. That is what God uses. He uses his word to bring revival and to make dead things alive. Verse 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath, words ruach, to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Again, In the description of this, we see that there are stages to the resurrection of the nation of Israel. It's not all at once, but over time, God will bring them back. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And, you know, Ezekiel here, you talk about a tough audience for this guy. He's preaching to a field of scattered, bleached, dry bones Believing the promises of God, that God's going to bring them back to life. And Ezekiel was faithful to do what God told him to do. Even when he couldn't see how possibly this is going to work. And even though to some it would seem foolish and pointless, Ezekiel was faithful. Be faithful to do whatever God has told you to do even if you don't see the point of it. Even if you don't see how it could ever work out. Even if you don't see how it's ever going to make a difference. Even if people are telling you you're wasting your time doing that. Preaching to a valley of dry bones is not going to work. If God has told you to do it, then just do it. And do it by faith. Believing God. So, verse 7, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling. There's some movement. (laughs) And the bones came together. Bone to bone. And indeed, as I looked... The sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was not breath in them. Also, verse 9, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them, and they lived, 
And they stood upon their feet. An exceedingly great army. Many, many, many people. Right? A great nation. Then he said to me, son of man. Now he's going to give the interpretation for us in verse 11. So that we know what this is describing. And then he takes a guesswork out for us. Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Again, not just the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom of Judah. It's the whole house of Israel. And they indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves, I will cause you to come up from your graves, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. God says, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. What do we call that? Resurrection. I'm going to resurrect you. Though you were dead, I'm going to bring you back to life. I'm going to resurrect you. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. I'm going to resurrect the nation of Israel. Even though it's been long dead, I'm going to bring it back to life. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. In verse 14, and I will put my spirit in you. Remember the breath, ruach? That's that word. It can be translated breath. It can be translated spirit. Speaking of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Speaking of independence and sovereignty. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. God has brought Israel back to life again as a nation. Just as he said he would, God has brought them back. Again, a a remarkable prophecy here about the resurrection of a nation that has been long dead and long disgraced. And the nation of Israel was dead for 2,000 years. And God brought them back as a nation. And they're a nation again, just as he said he would do. But, but God has not breathed his spirit into them. Verse 14. He has not breathed his spirit into the nation of Israel. They are not spiritually alive yet as a nation. Now, you will meet some Jewish people, some Jews that have believed on Jesus Christ and they are born again. They are spirit filled. Uh, Sometimes they're called completed Jews because they've believed on Jesus as their Messiah. But it's a very small number, it's a very small remnant, even in Israel today. The vast majority of the nation of Israel is still spiritually Dead. They're not spiritually alive. God has not put his spirit in them. So, you know, we can read through this description, this amazing prophecy of the valley of dry bones and Ezekiel speaking and preaching the word of the Lord to these bones and the rattling and the noise and the movement, the bones come together and the sinews and the flesh and the skin covered them over. But there's no breath in them. There's no breath in them. Israel is resurrected as a nation, but has not experienced spiritual renewal. So we're living 
right now, somewhere between verses 13 and 14. God's brought them back, their nation again, their people again. But they haven't experienced spiritual revival. Now we go on, verse 15. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, As for you, son of man, take a stick for yourself and ride on it. For Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. So you've got Judah and you've got the children of Israel. Then take another stick and ride on it. For Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Then join them one to another for yourself into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. And when the children of your people speak to you, saying, will you not show us what you mean by these? Hey, what are the sticks for? What are those sticks you're holding, Ezekiel? Again, this is a, he does this quite a bit with Ezekiel, right? Where he has Ezekiel do kind of a physical illustration for the people. So when they ask you, hey, what are, what are those sticks about? Say to them, thus says the Lord God, surely I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will join them with it, with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will be one in my hand, and the sticks on which you write will be in your hand before their eyes. Then say to them, thus says the Lord God, surely, here's the interpretation of what it means, surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land, And I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king over them all. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So he says here, when I restore the nation, they're going to be one nation. All of the tribes of Israel be one Nation. No longer will it be a divided kingdom with a northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. It's going to be one nation, the nation of Israel, united together once again. Now understand, it's not since the death of King Solomon. When Solomon died, there was a civil war. The nation split into two kingdoms after Solomon. And so it's not since the death of Solomon Has Israel been one nation under one ruler? And remember too, that the northern kingdom of Israel, the ten tribes, they were carried away by the Assyrians like 150 years before the southern kingdom of Judah was carried away by the Babylonians. So 
in their minds, the northern kingdoms, they've been long gone, right? 150 years is a long time to us, right? Those, those, those tribes are gone. But here God says that he's going to bring them all together and make them one nation again. Is Israel one nation today? Yeah, it is. It is one nation. There's not a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. There's just the nation of, of Israel. And he says here in verse 22 that he's going to give them one king that shall be king over them all. And he goes on in verse 23. They shall not defile themselves anymore with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned and will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people and I will be their God David, my servant, shall be king. That's going to be the one king over them. And they shall all have one shepherd. And they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes. David will be king over them. The son of David, Jesus Christ, will be their king. And be their shepherd. Remember back in chapter 34 when he condemned the shepherds of Israel because they have done such a lousy job shepherding the sheep. And and then God said, I'll go out and find my sheep. I'll search my sheep. I'll bring them back. I'll be the shepherd to them. And here he's describing that time when Jesus Christ returns to the earth. That's when this is fulfilled. Jesus Christ returns, the son of David. And he will be king, the king of kings and lord of lords over the house of Israel. All of the house of Israel. And he will be their one shepherd. Verse 25, then they shall dwell in the land that I have given to Jacob, my servant. Going back to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. These promises that God made to Abraham and then to Isaac and Jacob back in the book of Genesis. They're going to be fulfilled in the kingdom age when Christ returns. In the seed. Remember we talked about that on Sunday mornings? You guys remember that? That the seed that will bless all the nations, that seed, Paul says, is Jesus Christ. It's not seeds plural, Paul says. It's seed singular. It's one seed. It's Jesus Christ. All of that is going to be fulfilled in Christ in the kingdom age. Then they shall dwell in the land that I have given to Jacob, my servant, when your, where your fathers dwelt, and they shall dwell there, they, their children, And their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Verse 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. When? When the son of David is ruling as king over them. He's going to enter into this covenant with the people of Israel. The new covenant at that time. And it shall be an everlasting covenant with them. I will establish them and multiply them. Look what he says, verse 26. I will set my sanctuary in their midst forever. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Indeed, it will, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Remember Revelation 21? And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. 
my tabernacle also shall be with them. Indeed, I will be their God and they shall be my people. The nations also will know that I, the Lord, sanctify Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forevermore. So, so what do we have here? We have, uh, we have God saying that he is going to make the land fruitful in preparation for his people. God has made the land fruitful in our days. Then he says he's going to bring the people, restore the people back to the land. He is and has restored the people back to the land. And then he talks about how he's going to bring this spiritual revival or spiritual renewal and pour out his spirit, fill them with his spirit, bring them back to life spiritually as a nation. He's going to forgive their sins. He's going to restore them. And then he's going to be their king. He's going to rule over them as their king and as their shepherd. They're going to walk in his ways. At the end of chapter 37, he's going to place his tabernacle, his sanctuary in their midst for forever. When we get to chapters 40 to 48, he's going to describe that tabernacle, that temple, that sanctuary in great detail for eight chapters. He's going to describe it for us. Everything that Israel lost because of their sin will be restored in an even more glorious way than before. That's the grace of God. That's the grace of God. He's he's not going to give them something that's second best because they blew it and they lost the first thing by their sin. He's going to give them something that's even better. Even better than what they lost. And as I said, the land is restored and fruitful. The people of Israel are returning again. The nation exists again. The nation is sovereign again. It's one nation, a united kingdom. The bones have come together. The skin covers the bones. But the nation of Israel has not been revived spiritually. The Spirit of God has not been put in them. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, not after they've all come to pass and they've all been fulfilled, He said, when you see them begin to come to pass, that you should look up. Because your redemption, believer, your redemption is drawing near. And we can look at these things and we can see how they have come to pass, some of them, and how they are coming to pass. And what does that mean for us? It means we should be looking up. We should be looking up because our redemption is drawing near. We should be looking for Jesus Christ to come for us. If not today, then tomorrow. And we should be watching and waiting for our bridegroom to come to take us to heaven and to be with him because our redemption is drawing near. The time is drawing near. And so we should be watching for him. He asked me how I know and I say, bring truth. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.